Welcome to the L1A Podcast, a space to connect, communicate, and collaborate for the advancement of the kingdom in North America and beyond. Here we will discuss the disciple-making movement that is happening in this Western context and the return to God's design for discipleship, church, and life. We're just going to be talking about what it looks like to connect, communicate, and collaborate in a couple of different areas. Yeah, is there anything you guys would want to share in way of like what it looks like to collaborate to see community transformation, um, both Matthew 25 and Matthew 28, um, in your context? And so I think it's a great question because when we talk about DMM, CPM, all the terms mm-hmm. that we throw away, disciple making, multiplying movements, church planning movements, mm-hmm. uh, we really understand the generational pieces of multiplying disciples mm-hmm. and um, simple or home churches, right? We mm-hmm. sort of get the DMM piece right about that, okay? Yeah. But then in our kingdom pathway, like Matthew 25 is in there. We should be those kind of disciples that feed the hungry, that clothe the naked, that visit the prisoner, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So he said, when you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. Mm-hmm. So collaboration as disciples and churches at a community and a city level should emerge as salt and light. Mm-hmm. And because we typically focus only on the DMM piece of that, in Tampa we say that we exist to launch and grow disciple multiplying movements that transform communities. Yeah. So both Matthew 28 and 25, not either or. That so I think the absence so of that collaboration, both at a community level as churches and the church, mm-hmm. and then also from city to city, mm-hmm. which is one thing I think is cool about Dory being here. We're in Tampa. She's in San Francisco mm-hmm. with disciples and churches. Yeah. And we're doing the same thing with one another as a model. Okay. Okay. So what I hear you saying is that you can't have one before the other. It's simultaneous. Like there has to be collaboration for there to be like a healthy uh, discipleship, disciple making movement. So you see Jesus, uh, when John the Baptist said, Hey, are you the one? Mm-hmm. Or should we wait for somebody else? And he's uh, like, when he was there, he was like, Hey, go back and tell John what you've heard and seen. Yeah. The lame walk, the blind see. Uh, the dead are raised mm-hmm. and to the poor the gospel is preached mm-hmm. was it he that's not offended in me so you see him modeling yeah. those both uh, those things so is it really movement without those things um, what does that look like Dory, for you guys in your context you're in the Bay Area what does it look like to both live out Matthew 25 and Matthew 28 when I first started, um, I asked the question, like, where is Jesus? And uh, and then I looked into the scripture, he says, where the master is, the servants will be. Mm-hmm. And it uh, made me realize that if Jesus is going to walk in town today, where is he going to be? Is he going to be inside a church preaching? Or is he going to be with the broken, with the heart, with the last, the lost, the least? And maybe even, you know, the... Uh, the, with the people that are separated from their homes, mm-hmm. maybe with refugees. Yeah. So that's when I realized maybe if we if we if we gonna start the movement, we should start with that. Yeah, amen. Yeah. So so that's my um, I started walk, prayer walking my area and to look for these refugees, to look for yeah. uh, people who are foreigners who are new to the place. 
um, and uh, and I start connecting with these mm-hmm. people uh, and being intentional about it. Like for example, shopping at a different grocery, mm-hmm. uh, meeting the cashier, meeting people in my area, and starting to go up to their homes and mm-hmm. just hang out with them. Yeah, I think sometimes we don't realize it's not really complicated to yeah. love um, our neighbor. And something that might seem so simple, Dory just said, I started going to a different grocery store and meeting the cashier and talking to somebody Mm -hmm. I never talked to before because I'm in a different area I've never been to. And I think about in Tampa, we're at, so I really started doing something last year. We started um, a um, learning initiative, I'll call it, with some refugees in our community who were behind in school learning because they moved to the United States. They had very little education in the countries Mm -hmm. they came from. They were thrown here in the public school system. So we have 14-year-olds who are learning and reading at a first-grade level or math at a Mm first-grade level. So when that started, they asked me to help coordinate lunches. I didn't think it was a big deal. It's like, okay, I'll coordinate some lunches. But I didn't realize that how the impact that had on those students who would see me come in and I taught, brought lunches myself in addition to coordinating all the people. So I got termed affectionately the lunch lady. Um, and when I thought it just like, oh, I'm just the lunch lady, you know, I kind of rolled my eyes. And one of the teachers stood up and she said, no, you have no idea what you've done for the past year. You have no idea the impact you have on these students. And you're serving for the past eight months these students um, for something as simple as a sandwich, a turkey sandwich or a hamburger, whatever that was. So we think about it's it's not real complicated programs and initiatives and big events. Yeah, it's really the simple things like meeting somebody at a grocery store or taking a lunch to ten students. That's amazing. So So you think about what Jesus said, um, you know, if you give one of these little ones a cup of water my name well that's quite comes from inside of a community mm-hmm. that we did prayer walk in mm-hmm. that we did find a person yeah. of peace in that we stayed in that community mm-hmm. and we began to do that stuff and stay in that community and that's where that educates and we lots of those kids uh, and their families have come to faith, mm-hmm. have been baptized, and yeah. now there's an education assistance ministry yeah. as disciples and a church. It's mm-hmm. just that, that church doesn't look like church as we know it. Mm-hmm. It's outside, inside, yeah. uh, inside of a community, a geographical area, working with others to do both Matthew 28 and 25. And I think a cool thing yeah. is if I can talk, get Dory to talk about it, is the way that in Houston they're doing the same thing right outside mm-hmm. inside the communities, disciples and churches, okay. And then from Houston, we had a, a group of hip hop artists, yeah, that are completely um, disciples and churches that came to Tampa and they influenced us there. And now that recon team is actually planning on a trip into the harvest in the Bay Area, right? So, what's that going to look like there, Dory? Um, well, first of all, the reason why we need Trey to be uh, there at San Francisco is because we have people who have been trying to reach out to um, the poor, the homeless, the broken, and we're facing a lot of difficulties. We didn't know how to connect them. When we share the gospel with them, these people actually wanted to change, but 
we didn't want to just go, cool story, you know, I'll come back to see you tomorrow in the streets, you know. Why don't we just actually bring the help and help their lives to turn around? Yeah. So when Trey was talking to me, I was like, oh, you guys have that. Let me just, why don't you guys just come on over to encourage us and to yeah. share with us, like, what you guys been doing that, and, and even help us to, imagine what can actually happen mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Whatever's happening in Houston is great. I'm sure yeah. we're not going to bring the whole formula to where San Francisco is, yeah. but I'm sure there's certain things that we can learn from. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So what they have, they're sharing. They're mm-hmm. going to be a blessing, receive a totally. blessing, be strengthened and encouraged. But what do they have? What they're going to? They're visiting the churches yeah. and the church in San Francisco mm-hmm. with People that are obeying and they're they're both growing and they're going simultaneously. Yeah. And that's just a picture of three places. Yeah. What if that happened with everywhere, with yeah. everyone, then that looks remarkably like John 17 Amen. to we. Yeah, that's so good. I was just talking with someone um a few minutes ago and just talking, we were talking about how the Lord like gifts and entrusts certain pieces of his heart. Um, to churches in different regions. And I think of Revelation like two and three, where um, it's being read to the church in, in these different places. And he says like to the one like whose eyes are like flaming fire and then to another church that's like this piece. And it's all identifying pieces, like parts of Jesus in each church holds one of those. And so I just see that like that is true in today's context that it's not different from then, but like the church in San, San Francisco to the church in Tampa to the church in, um, Indianapolis to the church in Louisville, we all have something to entrust and to like yeah. to give and to receive. And so that's why it's so important that we go from one another and that we live out both like simultaneously Matthew 25 and Matthew 28 to make disciples and then to serve and to love that it can't happen like one and then the other, but because we all have that to give. And so I just like totally agree and see the, like, it's so important when you guys are talking about it, like the church and the Bay Area is strengthened because of the church in Tampa and the church in Houston, like, coming, um, and then, like, simultaneously. That's so good. Yeah. Um, I, you guys have kind of already been touching on this, but is there any ways that you guys would say or even to share what it looks like to serve in your local context? I think, um, Stacey, you were just sharing a little bit about that within the, the education in, 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 initiative. Um, and, yeah, I mean, everyone has different pieces, but would you guys even just mind sharing locally in your day by day like from your home to your church to the city to city to city um what that looks like to just serve i think stacy could just talk about last month what that what that might have looked like yeah. for, for the last month totally our our home so yeah. then she could probably do it um in order make a lot more sense. No, <laughs> so three I separate mean, groups. So. You know, the joke around us and anybody that comes to our house realizes very quickly our front door is a revolving door. Yeah. I yeah. mean it's constantly people are coming it's in and out. We don't even lock the door anymore, right? And the other day I put a note on it that said, I'm gone, come on in. You know, because I was expecting somebody, nobody was home. But um, we, we just have so many people come to Tampa to see um, this disciple making model, the house church mm-hmm. model that we have um, adopted back in 2013. And what that means is when they come to say they want to stay for several days, they want to be able to visit the different house mm-hmm. churches, they want to be able to talk to different individuals, they want to be able to see the community where we're working on community transformation. 
So what we want to do is we want to offer them, extend that to them. And we, we allow them to come and stay in our home. Yeah. I mean, we've had up to 10 to 12 guests at our home before. And the month of May, of four out of five weekends, I had guests in my home. Mm-hmm. That means turning over a lot of bed yeah. sheets, washing a lot of towels, preparing a lot of meals. Yeah. But that's kind of who Lee and I are. That's, yeah. you know, I found that's out beautiful. very quickly. I didn't think I had the gift of hospitality, but I found out when I married Lee and we had all these people coming to stay that, okay, yeah, yes. I guess I did. Um, so yeah, that's just the way that we serve um, our fellow brothers and sisters who want to get additional information on how to do it and they can take it back to their community. Mm-hmm. And so we've had people from literally all over the world mm-hmm. um, come and stay at our house. Yeah. Um, so I think that picture is the same thing. Uh, Dory can speak to us. So that Dory's been to Tampa, but I've met Amber and I've met her husband and that's all relational. Mm-hmm. And so I know that that's the same thing, like into prisons there. There's a pattern and rhythm of flow, just like you were talking about it. Yeah. That is Jesus. Yeah. And that's what it is. And I, I think it's so important in our culture and context that there is the inertia of maybe a different kind of model that we're grateful mm-hmm. for every good thing from it. But mm-hmm. this is, I don't think it's anything new actually, Hannah. Yeah. I think we're being bold enough to do something old. Yeah. With the first one thing. another. Yeah. And so <clears throat> in our context, like we do, that's what we're doing. And we just invite people into hear and see how we're doing that yeah. as disciples and uh, churches and cross crossing over mm-hmm. like those. So it's interesting. Like when we saw each other last, I think it was in Indianapolis mm-hmm. with one another. Yeah. And I think about like you playing the guitar with those little yeah. kids um, in um, the basement and the massive blessing mm-hmm. that I got from hearing that from being there mm-hmm. and sharing what I had there, mm-hmm. the same thing in a the household there and the yeah. community there, and that we know one another mm-hmm. and we connect, yeah, communicate, and collaborate um, across cities because you're from Grand Rapids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So just think about that Grand Rapids to Tampa to Indianapolis to San Francisco, mm-hmm. like around the, like all those to Houston. Wow, Jesus is amazing. Amen. Is there anything else that you guys would share about just serving? All right, Dory, do you want to share anything about just even what it's looking like for the so church? Realizing that uh, what you're doing, you know, it's like I'm learning from what you're doing. I start realizing that more people are actually coming to my home and staying with me as well. Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, it happens. It's, it's insidious. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden, you just had Nathan that I stopped had Nathan, by. Yeah. And Nathan. I was uh, from Michigan. Yeah. And I had uh, somebody from Florida. And I also have Stanley. Stanley from and Zach Medlock. Yeah. And then Zach actually brought a team from Tennessee. Well, last week. Didn't Paul come last year? And Paul came last year. Yeah. Yeah. But I just had a group from Tennessee last week uh, from <laughs> Memphis. Um, and uh, they just wanted to see what it looks like. 
Yeah, so I think they were uh, they were supposed to go overseas mm -hmm. uh, somewhere to serve, but because of COVID, they couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. But it actually benefits to help them to see what they can actually do at home, right here, right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, if you ask me what uh, serving looks like, well. Uh, besides that, besides cooking and changing bed sheets <laughs> and taking them out uh, to show uh, show us show, show them what they're, what we're doing, uh, well, uh, we we actually do a lot of prayer walking mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes door knocking, and then through that, uh, God answers our prayers, mm -hmm. and we're able to meet. Uh, like people, like Yemeni people, mm -hmm. and. Um, so I found a person of peace near my home, about like five minutes away from my home. Yeah. And, um, well, what ministry looks like is like usually I'll, I'll, I'll be at her place at around like eight mm -hmm. at night. And the gospel conversation usually starts at 10 in the evening. And I wouldn't leave her house until like one in the morning. Wow. Uh, and this is their time, their hours, you know, this is, uh, their, uh, <laughs> how they function. How they yeah. function. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, loving and serving means like you, mm. you speak with them. Yeah. Um, wow. And mm. yeah. And share the meal together, uh, on the floor. I never really understand it, but it actually works, you know, sharing the same plate. I love it. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. So that. Um, and staying there. See, that that's the key is like, yeah. I think one of the challenges, like sometimes around DMCPM is like we blow in, blow up, mm -hmm. and blow out. Yeah. But you stay and see that emerge mm -hmm. into more, which is the entry is, you know, simple. You just heard yeah. prayer walking, person of peace, yeah. gospel conversations, Right, mm -hmm. but you're like that general area. Oh, hey, that needs to spread. And what does that look like? Mm -hmm. That's where the community transformation piece yeah. comes in, so that you're actually then you can actually multiply from that level to others mm -hmm. when you're sending out. So you've been multiplying not only from house to house, but to community, mm -hmm. to cities, to regions, mm -hmm. to nation. And that's what we're actually working on together now, which is yeah. super exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so good. I think one thing that I heard you guys say that I would love for you guys to even maybe elaborate on more is that you guys have had the opportunity to invite people in to come and see, like to taste and see um, that they might go back um, and go and do the same. What would you, why would you say that it's important for people to taste and see or come and hear and see um, versus just hearing? Yeah, because like think about what Paul modeled, Timothy, what you've heard and seen. Mm -hmm pass on to faithful people. It's not only just hearing about it. We have to yeah. use salt and light. The salt and light needs to be heard and seen. We think mm -hmm. a lot more is caught than is taught. And um, if we're functioning more as churches as opposed to training centers so that mm -hmm. it's experiential, we think that's super important. It's yeah. super important not only from an obedience perspective, but actually showing them how that should be modeled mm -hmm. in other places. Mm -hmm. So being able to live inside of that both short term, near term, and long term, then I think that that's a better model. And I think that's how we actually help and grow and yeah. spread with one another. 
Yeah, I, I'll go back to sometimes so I know it's, it's not complicated, right? Mm-hmm. For them to, like, maybe if they're on a phone call with Lee and he's like, yeah. And they're like, whoa, this sounds overwhelming and it's too much and it's too busy, it's too complicated. When they actually come and see the simplicity of what serving looks like, mm-hmm. it makes them realize, I think, that, oh, yeah, I can do this. I can go meet somebody in their home. I can go start yeah. a house church with yeah. a Hispanic family in their home on a Friday night at, Absolutely. You know, at 7 o'clock. Um, and they also come and see that it's not perfect. So yeah. have we been doing it since 2013? Yeah. But is it? No, it's messy and sometimes it's ugly. But... We're doing it. It's the yeah. obedience of doing what you know we are called to do as Jesus yeah. followers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think seeing it and realizing that it's it's nothing complicated. It's nothing fancy. It's just doing life with others. All right. So as I like heard you guys talk about a lot, a lot about collaborating across teams, organizations, locations. How would you guys encourage someone who's not yet doing that um, to step into that? Like why? What would the, your encouragement be if someone's you look at someone and they're not doing that? How would you? How, how, how did you do? How, how did that actually work with us relationally, George? What happened? What did you do? Well, um, when uh, I know what God's calling you to do, which is uh, uh, like getting into this idea of church playing movement. Uh, I heard a lot of good things about you know uh, how a movement was launching overseas. It was great, but. But what does that mean to us? How does yeah. church look like? Uh, I need to see it. So I, I called, uh, I actually called Curtis, and Curtis gave me a few num- numbers. So I called Lee, and Lee was like, yeah, like, we got this, we got that, we got that. I'm like, yes, yes, what, but just come on and see. So when uh, I was there, actually seeing that church can be different, mm-hmm. it really inspired me. To go, yeah. Okay, maybe I can bring this back home. Maybe this is how church should be. Uh, this is how loving one another should be, and mm-hmm. it helps me to uh, give me gives me courage to mm-hmm. start. You know, something yeah. that's very. I mean, I would say similar to what Florida has, but we we can kind of reimagine. You know, mm-hmm. church in our context. Yeah. So with that. Um, I realized, I was realizing that what happened with the uh, the tennis, the group from Tennessee, is that I could I actually helped them to see what ministry looks like. Um, yeah, so I'm glad that they were here. So the same thing. So I can just use because it's relational to me, and it's like with one another. Mm-hmm. So interestingly, someone that we train in our home that you know, okay, we're on a road trip, okay. So Becky wound up in Michigan with mm-hmm. you, okay. Encouraged, strengthened. She came from Indianapolis to Tampa, okay, but then went there, and that can be strengthened from going and growing and sharing with one another. Yeah. So the same thing, sending people like the answer to the question is really what Stacy said: is where are we at? Where are we not? Mm-hmm. Where we are, 100%. where we are. Take a step. Like we want to connect people by proximity and language locally, nationally, and globally. We want to strengthen, encourage, mm-hmm. um, equip, do all those things where we are so that so that you actually see it emerging and manifesting, correct, as salt and light in communities and in mm-hmm. cities. Okay, but then you can totally go 
like to those places and minister your giftings so that others that are there can be strengthened and go back. And then we go to where it's not. Mm-hmm. So we both have a growing and a going strategy. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it yet, okay, you need to see it and hear it. Mm-hmm. And if I got anybody that's closer to Michigan, okay, I'm going to invite them to Tampa. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, Hannah, like I know that they're going to be able to go to the church that meets mm-hmm. in your home, okay? They're going to be able to see how that works with kids, okay? They're yeah. going to see what it goes to look like, okay, we're working on the, the outworking of these things there and there, and we're all connected. And we're not attached to labels and yeah. logos and orbs. We're functioning as disciples and churches and even mm-hmm. kingdom economics inside, uh, um, existing inside of there to have both growing and going strategies with everywhere, with everyone. That's good. And that's a long answer to a short question. Sorry. Great. <laughs> no, it's good stuff. Though. I don't think God designed us to, he didn't design us to do life alone. Amen. We were, we're not designed to live on an island by ourselves. So I think by going and collaborating with others, it, it, we encourage one another, we bless one another. And you, and I think there's an expectation there that we do collaborate with one another. Mm-hmm. And um, so that we, we are partners in all of this together because we all, I think it was Kelly that said it earlier. We all have the same common vision and we're all working toward the same Mm -hmm. goal. Yeah. So that requires us to partner and collaborate with one another, um, regardless of affiliations or whatever that is. Yeah, because people ask them, I used to get this question out. So um, is one body an organization? No. Just a biblical language. Collaboration is there's just one body. Mm-hmm. And he prays yeah. that we might be yeah. one. So there are 58 one another's. All the one another's that I can do for my home, we can do those one another's with one another um, with my word I'm getting ready to use at every fractal level. Mm-hmm. Like there's no boundaries, there's no barriers, there's no white space that divides us in Jesus. Yeah. What would you guys say? Like, Something that I'm thinking about right now um, is what does it look like even in my neighborhood context, like not even like the city to acknowledge, obviously, like we are in a place where the gospel has penetrated and there are people in full alignment with the the way we're going about it. But there's ministries, there's there's church buildings like on every, like so many corners where I live. Um, and so something I've been yeah, just thinking about is how can I like come in to serve, but also collaborate with the other ministries and churches in my area um and like the the question that's like that all i know to do to come in with is like to come in and share the vision that like jesus is coming back and he's worthy of a pure bride and disciples who make disciples who make disciples like to see this city in the world transformed to the ends of the earth and i'm doing this do you want to come and do it too And, and just asking like how can i serve you um this is what i've been entrusted with how can i serve you that's kind of like my brain of like when I go home next week, I genuinely plan to like knock on doors and or like meet people and do that. Is there any yeah, like how would you guys after like, you know, in a in different ways doing that in your city, so, what encouragement would you give me? So practically for us, it's kinda of cool. So we're we've been in this one basic area, like we're spread out over three counties, but this one area that Becky and others live inside of there are a person of peace that said, now we got more churches here than liquor stores. <laughs> yeah, that's really true. 
but how do you work with one another when they're not exactly your brand or your mm-hmm. logo and put they're all siloed up? So we discovered that we can actually reach out and pursue relationship with our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. that have maybe a little kind of, kind of different church model. And guess what I found out? And these people are open to praying together. Mm-hmm. So man, I can like I've actually gotten people from other churches that we go prayer walking together for the community, okay? Mm-hmm. Like we can agree that we want to see the kingdom of God come in this community. Mm-hmm. So then inside of being able to go prayer walking with churches and people getting outside the building and praying over the ground with one another, I've been able to share like simple tools that mm-hmm. we have inside of there. That's Here, good. actually, you know what? Here's a, um, a piece of paper with a prayer wheel on it, you know, mm-hmm. that can help you um, individually in your home, okay? Yeah. Even in your church. So freely you receive, freely give, but it's the same way intentionally pursuing relationship mm-hmm. with not just individuals, but with people that um, might walk a little mm-hmm. bit different way that are still part of um, the body. So in our, our community, uh, we actually collaborate with a um, traditional church, okay, mm-hmm. that gave us basically a building <laughs> <laughs> to put a gym in mm-hmm. like that That's was amazing. a part of their grounds okay here you can have it and you can have your gym that functions as a fitness center that you do three-thirds groups in. okay mm-hmm. here you can have that for free mm-hmm. thanks wow. that happened because of relation that mm-hmm. happened because of relationships stewarding that relationship okay sharing just like you did but not bailing on it, mm-hmm. continuing yeah, being that. Persistent. Like, hey, just like she said, hey, let's go to lunch. Let's talk. How's that going? Listen, you know, and doing that with one another. So that's a way, I think, stewarding right. relationships, prayer. I think everyone can connect around prayer outside right. of the building, so to speak, <laughs> and sharing what we have, just like what yeah. you said, simply and not... Um, yeah, just going in with relationship and then when something's beneficial or there seems to be a need that offering what right. you have. That's that's honestly really helpful. <laughs> Doing stuff on the like we have a field. Like in other words, mm-hmm. people volunteer. they want to volunteer for things. Yeah, we need the people to come out here to cook the food for a block party, okay? And be able to share at that. You're still one. Mm-hmm. Like you're mm-hmm. doing those things and those are, isn't that the church doing that in the daily distribution mm-hmm. with one another? Didn't want their feeding points, want their widows that they needed to be cared for. It doesn't have to look exactly the same to be one. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a peculiar challenge in our context yeah. to realize that. We can totally be one and not be like in this is us this is you over here mm-hmm. like we can pursue yeah. unity with one another um in so many different ways mm-hmm. for us uh, actually we we uh, uh recently connected to uh, um, somebody in the nearby church and she says she's going to start a prayer party at her apartment complex. I'm like, that sounds great for a party. I'm going to join. Invite all your friends, you know, the apartment complex and we're just going to do it. Um, so that's one way. Um, and the other way uh, is that I uh, I have been doing trainings with uh, some of the gospel, uh, well, some of the organizations, like Christian organizations, um, and helping them to, you know, maybe teach, to share free circles, uh, in fact, I was just in one earlier, 
and uh, and sometimes they'll invite me to share about what church can be like That's reimagined cool. church mm-hmm. um and uh, at first i'm like i'm not sure there's they're gonna take it you know or maybe they'll be upset with me but um you know i was really thinking of uh, you know, reading about like the entire group of like 100 or 200 to, to kind of do what mm-hmm. I do. But uh, we ended up having about like um, 20 of them or 30 of them were actually willing to go out to the streets, go out to care for the poor, praying for the homeless. And through that, um, there were brothers and sisters who wanted to keep going. And eventually they asked me, what else can we do? What yeah. else can we do? And I was like, well, the next thing you wanted to do is you wanted to disciple some of the people that you got connected with. And eventually, that's how it actually uh, played out. Um, so a couple of the brothers and sisters ended up, they're actually from another church. But they ended up just discipling awesome. people um, uh, where they found, you know, in the, in the streets and actually helped them to turn their lives around. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I realized that it, had I say no to the training, which, which is my tendency. I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I say, no, you know, all these is not going to happen. Yeah. So you just filter through relationships. And what I hear is like, some of them said, hey, can we go out and do that with you? So that's the thing. If you actually are going out, especially during COVID and you're feeding people, yeah. and they sort of, sort of like, huh, what, what is that? <laughs> oh, what's this, you know? Yeah. And they're just sort of tagging on. And you're seeing by their doing continued interest in those things that's really how simple it actually is is what stacy you're saying like we're doing life with one another with the ones that he gives to you where he gives to you, where he gives them to you at it's pretty simple actually um okay you all kind of touched on this a lot um i know there's some stuff happening in tampa on the bear. What is happening in your networks now that it's started as simple churches, individual churches, home by home, and has formed into more of a city church? And it, the, really, like this simple church home by home is multiplied, multiplied to be be larger. What has been birthed out of that um, to really to just multiply what is happening in a Matthew 25 and Matthew 28 context? Um, you guys are talking about an education initiative, gym. Um, is there anything else you have to share that has kind of birthed out of that? I think the most, the coolest thing that's happened out of it is like um, the 2414 network of individuals, churches, and all that stuff. It's globally people trying to walk this way. Not 2414 is not an organization, but people are connected and communicating and collaborating. And one of the major movement, I don't think it's a strategy. I think it's love multiplies. Amen. But what we're able to do is, by this, y'all, I'm going to know you're my disciples, that you have love one for another. We're able to basically serve our suffering brothers and sisters globally, okay, that are dying for the gospel. And I think it's just like Jesus, like when we talk about like that I might know you, the power of your resurrection, the experience that, the fellowship of your suffering, being made conformable to your image of your death. As we sow into that as our brothers and sisters, that he spreads that. And I think we're seeing what the enemy meant as, as disciples and churches. And I think 
a global movement of God when we define movements and we actually silo up movements. I'm not saying it's not happening there, but I think the whole thing is, is the ecclesia emerging mm-hmm. on every tribe, nation, language, and tongue. And one thing that we're beginning to be able to do is to share on purpose, intentionally, mm-hmm. that way, what we are doing at a micro level as city churches where we're sharing but actually to do that because we know where we are and we know where it's not and we're connecting mm-hmm. and we're doing that and we're doing that. We need to get better at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people think like strategy, and that love should be a strategy. Mm-hmm. And that love as a strategy of sharing freely with those to reach every tribe, nation, language, and time is one of the things that I'm most excited about of what we're actually getting to obey mm-hmm. and try to share with others. So I appreciate the question. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I think that if we start a a church in our home, and if we stay the same, like if we have 10 people that come to our house church, whether it's Wednesday night or Sunday morning or Tuesday night, whatever it is, and if we just stay intact, we're no different than... It's so different from going to a legacy or traditional church, Mm -hmm. right? So the idea is that our church doesn't stay this cute little tight-knit family of 10. Mm -hmm. The idea is to eventually expand. So we have a couple in our house church that started a house church on Sunday nights with some students that they were teaching English as a second language to. That has now expanded to they not only do they do their so their primary church is our Sunday morning group at our house. They do one on Sunday night, but they just this week started one on Friday mornings with a different group of people. Mm-hmm. The idea is is not for us to stay together, but to move and touch other people. Mm-hmm. So this couple now is a part of three different house churches mm-hmm. with lost people. With lost people. So in our little group, we're all followers of Jesus, right? They are now starting house churches with lost people. People that are saying, yeah, I'll come and have dinner with you on Sunday night. And yeah, I'll read the Bible with you. Mm -hmm. One of those has a lady in it who is now studying scripture with her family that lives in another country. And um, we have another family that's getting ready to leave Tampa and move up to New York. Mm-hmm. And they will be starting a house church up there yeah. with, a, with the potential of reaching lost people. So when you, when you talk about, like, what does this look like? We really want to spread. We don't want to just, you know, we don't move from the four walls of this building to the four walls of our house. It really is about doing more mm-hmm. and reaching more people and getting to where the lost are. So when these couples leave our house church, I mean, our goal is to reach our neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, that gated community. Like, our neighbors are lost. Yeah. We know our neighbors are lost. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so question I have, it's so long-term will, cause you guys, y'all said that that family that helped us start the, the Sunday night gathering and then the time before they like come together on Friday mornings, will they long-term be in all three or will they long-term eventually step out of this and then kind of back to you? Like what's the, what happens next? So they have been a part of mm-hmm. our, and I used to never would invite anybody into our home church. Our mm-hmm. home church has been going for with me and Stacy 
sustainable for eight years, right? Yeah. But we allowed these people, okay, mm-hmm. to come in for a period of time. And mm-hmm. they're totally obeying, okay? Yeah. So it's not one of those other ones that's closer to them will become their primary spiritual family, I believe, as, as believers emerge there, mm-hmm. okay? And the other ones will just be their, like, those are just modeling this, okay? Mm-hmm. But one thing Hannah, that I did discover, and I learned it from my wife who didn't get trained, okay, and from a grandma in our home church. I used to never let anybody attend our home church. I would say, nope, it has to be on their terms. You gotta go. You gotta yeah, go I'll come to your that. house. You gotta go uh-huh. and do that there. Yeah. Well, if people don't go, like they, it's the communities that we go into, okay, mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to overcome, like people in their homes, okay? So allowing those people for, like, you're not going to stay here forever, but to actually become a part of the community and understand mm-hmm. what it is and to get healed and to get whole, okay? Mm-hmm. And then begin to obey and be set out. Mm-hmm. We've done that a lot over yeah. eight years. And so actually our home church has functioned as a home church and as a sending agency Mm -hmm. and as a training center. Mm -hmm. We continue to operate that way. So the short answer to your question is there evidence pretty shortly going to leave and not Mm -hmm. be in our home church anymore. And the other two will just be the same thing. Those are model emphasis for that. Mm -hmm. But we actually think obviously generationally, that's obviously, you know, that's, fourth generation of those and that's been less than a year but I'm not sure that would have happened with that couple if we hadn't allowed them mm-hmm. to hang out inside of the family yeah and walking down like through your doors and to your table yeah but that's a little opposite of mm-hmm. what actually is presented to you mm-hmm. inside of like where you're equipped and I'm saying that we need to be able to hear from one, one another mm-hmm. not necessarily just the manual yeah, I'm, I'm challenged in that too because I, I don't know I don't know why but have had a perspective of like I want to invite people to every part of my life but not um, the three thirds like time yeah. like within that context and it can be with those people but that time is like like genu- like walls up um, yeah. and I'm just challenged to question like why um, like why why that because um, I do like wholeheartedly Jesus invited. I mean, he had his 12 that he was like, um, and a few others within that, that they were his tight um, people and he would draw back away with. Um, but those were those that he was discipling. But then he just, yeah, so it's good stuff. It's challenging to, to do and to look at and to ask why have we maybe drawn lines? Not that they're bad um, inherently, but why are they there? Yeah, so you see, I think of those same things where you actually, actually read there's 12, they were getting that stuff, and he chose 72 others also, and they went out like, did they like not know him? Or are you trying to like make that so, oh, those, that, that was third generation? Really? I think there was a relationship with Jesus there, you know? Sometimes in a city context, you might have to create the community in mm-hmm. order to send them out. Totally. These people are looking for, for community, right? So, like, the, the word will, will get them to Jesus, the, but sometimes a fellowship and a community will get them mm-hmm. to Jesus first before they actually get to the word, right? And, word. yeah, and also with the service, sometimes mm-hmm. we can bring people and serve together. Not, mm-hmm. you know, like, I gotta be more open-minded, you know, to allow that to happen. There's someone out there, like, when we were reading, like, Acts chapter 2, and they continue steadfastly, the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread, you know? Yeah. Like, in our mind, we have a way that we think about that. 
Like, just what you say, like, let's say they saw like that broader fellowship, you know, maybe that was the thing mm-hmm. out there that the Lord was having to. Yeah. So I'm like, it's all multiplication, but it comes out of being. Mm-hmm. Like, we're being disciples yeah. that love, that function, that are salt and light. Mm-hmm. And we just think it's concrete, linear, sequential, and we're executing inside of it. You know, it's, uh, it's more flowing than that. And that's really difficult for people that are concrete, linear, sequential. Yeah, that's, that's why younger people are actually better. Mm-hmm. You know, like younger, oh, I can... I can do that. Yeah. Because what I find is people that have less exposure, okay, that are younger, yeah. dinosaur, okay, um, that have less exposure to that dynamic and are, mm-hmm. oh, they're not even better at it. They're not mm-hmm. encumbered um, by sense. a lot of this stuff. So. Yeah. It makes me, what you're saying, Dory, makes me think about how, you know, it within DMM and like, yeah, just movement mentality sometimes, especially as people are starting, they get, get stuck on, but I need to multiply. Like I can't mm. have people come to my home because I need to multiply. Yeah. And we have yes. to add in order to multiply. Yeah. Like we can't multiply what we don't have. I um, mean, so it's like so important that we have it in our home and in our hearts and in our families and at our tables before we can actually like go and like teach others to do the same. And so I think that's like a beautiful revelation and just like encourage you in that honestly because like yeah like if you don't have family then how do you multiply family like if you don't have a husband and wife they can't multiply um, and so it's I, like the same I gotta tell this story so um, a couple that's in our house have been there for a year with their seven kids right they've been walking this out as husband and wife and their kids and then they got exposed to DMN and they started really saying oh and, you know, we, we got to focus on the training and we're looking for fourth soil people, you know, and they're like, the wife, you know, is like, she's prophetic and she's like, something's wrong about this, you know, like, I don't get it, you know. And they had this lady that was like in their community from before that was totally trying to serve the poor that they were friends with. And they totally like, like abandoned that relationship. Mm-hmm. So I just got to be focused on this. What God spoke to him about is exactly the same stuff that you just talked about. It's like, hey, we actually have to have this, okay, mm-hmm. with these people, okay? And we can't be that way so stringently mm-hmm. in order to actually have the very thing that we want to spread. Yeah. So it's the way that we look at um big guys, others talking about about the tools and the training. Mm-hmm. We have to have it. You have to be it, mm-hmm. and then and, and actually, people need to understand that nothing happens because of the because not because of the tools. So sure. that's the key. That's good. Sweet. Well, thank you guys for sharing your heart. I'm excited to see what the Lord's going to do as He just continues to unfold stuff in Tampa and in the Bay Area, and even as we get to learn from you all in Michigan. Thank you for listening to the L1A podcast. If you are interested in learning more about this topic or getting connected with the other disciple makers in your area, visit loveoneanother.life. Again, that's loveoneanother.life.